0: Hey, I'm Jay Gordon, and I'm here with Chris Amaro for what we hope is another encouraging and equipping episode of The Great Groups Podcast.
1: You're listening to The Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to The Great Groups Podcast.
0: Well... Getting down to business today, we would love to do some some real equipping. and Not that the other podcasts weren't real equipping. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> but um, you know this episode, um, part of what we want to do is to equip you guys as leaders, and a part of that is is sharing your spiritual story. And so we want to show you some different ways to do that here in episode seventeen. And I'll tell you, Chris, just this past Sunday, in leading my small group, we're going through Acts and. Acts 420, you know, Peter and John had been arrested. They were brought before the Jewish council, and one of the things they said when they were commanded to stop sharing the gospel, they said, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And I was just looking at that, and I know, you know, Peter and John, they saw the gospel. They saw mm-hmm. Jesus, walked with Jesus, and so... Um, our story is is going to be a little bit different than theirs. You know, we don't have that advantage of having walked with Jesus. But those, you know, those words, what we have seen and heard, really apply to each of us because we have, as believers, we have seen and heard Christ in our own way. And so our own story is powerful. And, you know, just, uh, you know, later, Acts 22, the Apostle Paul is sharing his his story. And I'll read just a tiny bit of that. He says in in verse 6, as I was traveling and approaching Damascus, about noon, an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. And I'll tell you just those words in that one sentence, you've got me. I want to know the rest of the story, you know, and so Mm -hmm. a personal story is something that's really, really powerful. And so today, what we're going to work on is a 15-second testimony. And I'll say this, it's easy for us to be long, you know, when we're talking about something But to be really short and concise, it takes some work and it takes some practice. And so we're going to work on that concise part a little bit. But, um, you know, we're just going to enjoy this time and have a conversation. And I'll tell you this, a few weeks ago, Chris shared his testimony at a men's breakfast, and it was just really, really powerful. And so I don't want to just do the 15-second testimony tonight. I would love for Chris to... um, share his story with us. And so oh. we've carved out some time okay, <laughs> for Chris to do that tonight. And so um, let's just... Um, how much time did you carve? Let's do that. You know, um, <laughs> what, hour or two? Is that how long yeah, the podcast I can, fit I, can fit okay. I can fit it in. Okay. All right.
2: Well, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I was raised Catholic. Uh, my family grew up traditional Catholic family, went to church a couple of times a week, um, and it was uh, a nice, peaceful environment. Uh, not knocking my parents in any way, so I don't want that to be part of the story here. Um, But I had a life that was... Do they listen to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) They do. (laughs) Okay. All right. But no, um, yeah, I had a a life that stemmed from just the complacency of being in a Catholic church um, where a lot of man-made rules existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of things that required me to feel like I was trying to earn uh, a relationship with Christ. From that stemmed a lot of selfish desires. Uh, I was consumed with things that I wanted um, as opposed to what Jesus wanted for me. Um, and as I said, I, I attended church because it was a, tr- a tradition. It was a thing to do. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a habit, so to speak. There was really no community there. There was no relationship there. Um, it was literally just a a practice of time. Um, later on, uh, post-college, um, uh, I had a really golden opportunity to, uh, to take my career forward. Uh, I went to work for a company, um, for a man, we'll, we'll call him Barry. We'll use that name. Um, and I continued to be, I continued to find myself meeting fail, uh, opportunity after opportunity with failure. Uh, I was a grade A, triple A class, mm-hmm. highest, most perfected person at procrastination, like I was just, it was all over the place. Um, and Barry was very, very unique. I had never, ever met someone like him because instead of calling me a failure, instead of calling out what I was terrible at, he turned me to the word and he would share the gospel with me. He would share encouraging uh, parables. Um, one, of the most, one of the most impactful things that he ever did was he shared Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine with me. <laughs> Um, where Jesus says, uh, well, Paul says, but he said to me, uh, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness. And, um, I never really grasped that the first, probably hundred times <laughs> I read it, uh, when Barry and I were talking about it and it was being related to something I screwed up or, you know, somewhere that I had brought failure to the table as opposed to a, uh, success. um, but it just seemed to exist, like to coexist. And it was just repeated and repeated. And I just, I learned it and uh, it just kind of flew over my head, but it was always there, present. Um, So one of the things that Barry did as well is he was really good at relating things that he knew I loved and I was interested in and tying them into other things that would bring me back to the Word. Um, Prime example of this was, Uh, around this time, Lord of the Rings, the movies were out and they were really popular. I was a huge fan of J.R.R. Tolkien. Still am. Um, And something that I never really gave any credit to was the fact that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was really good friends with another author, C.S. Lewis. And Barry used that to drag me into mere Christianity, one of C.S. Lewis's greatest works. And uh, we had so many fun conversations just talking through that and just how blunt C.S. Lewis was about, um, the gospel and the word. Um, so fast forward slightly here, uh, along the time of, uh, very basically impacting my life with, uh, second Corinthians 12, nine, I met my future wife and it was almost as if God said, all right, I'm gonna put this person in your life. And if he doesn't make an impact on you, (laughs) she's going to, you know, and, it's it's funny how these things happen to you because it's it's when you least expect it. Mm, right? Sounds like God ganged up on you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag rigged. Um when we least expect, which is usually when we feel like we're in the most control, is when the carpet gets pulled out, right? So here I am, you know, poking along, thinking I have everything right, but I'm just a failure all over the place. Um, this beautiful young lady comes into my life and she brings the same exact impact. You know, mm-hmm. she meets my inadequacies and brings me whole by showing me the word and bringing me to her church. But what was funny is that she offered every single time, well, we can go to your church this weekend. You know, it's, it was just little things that she did that made it feel like it was my decision at mm-hmm. times. Um, so fast forward, uh, Wendy and I have been through, um, three pregnancies and a miscarriage. Um, life is just cruising along. We've got three wonderful kids. Um, and we are walking through our fourth, uh, pregnancy with a delivery. And, um, the past three pregnancies have been fairly difficult for Wendy. Her health had suffered. Um, and this one had kind of had like <laughs> taken the bar to like the nth degree. Mm. Well, this is one of those situations where you're walking in going, ah, this is going to be difficult. Uh, so just kind of give you some some short story here. Um, this would be the fourth cesarean. Uh, she had platelet deficiencies. She had iron deficiencies. Um, there was a lot of concern uh, that there was going to be significant amount of blood loss of their surgery. Platelets were too low, so she couldn't have an epidural. Um, and so there's a lot of things that um, that – we're just flooding my head with, why can't I fix this? What this should be simple. Let's just do this and it'll, it'll work. And of course I'm, I'm lost. I have no ability to fix this. Um, and of course that's what I'm taught is I can do this. I can earn this. I can work hard and get this thing done. Um, so we had a, a friend come and visit with us that night, uh, unexpectedly. Uh, our friend Amy came and showed up at the hospital and she stayed with us until 4am. Wow. And this is the night before the Caesarean, and she prayed Second Corinthians 12, 9 over us. Mm. And it was like one of those things where it just everything kind of comes to light where you mm-hmm. go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> I get it now. And uh-huh. I, immediately I was consumed with just the desire to pray that I don't have the answers. Give it up. Quit trying. Mm. God has the answers. Put it all in Him. Stop trying to be the guy that can fix everything. Stop trying to be the guy that that wants to be in control start being a husband mm. start being a a, uh, a follower of christ start being a believer um start putting it on god put that burden do that first peter five seven put in my burdens on him okay and be worried that mm. the devil's prowling around and mm. would eat me alive if i try to fix it on my own mm. um and so through that we had uh just an amazing time praying together um we got a message from the nurses after some blood work that Wendy had done, um, you know, in, in the midst of all this praying. This was like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctors came in at five and said uh, earlier, Wendy's platelets had, were like 60,000, which I'm not a medical profession, medical profession but 60,000 platelets, not good, not good at all. Basically, mm-hmm. your body's not, your blood's not going to clot. Um, her platelets were at one eighty well wow. 180,000 which there's nothing you can do to do that, to to bring that up <laughs> right. it, it, literally it's medically impossible um you can't take anything to encourage platelet mm-hmm. growth okay so they tripled basically in you know a couple hours wow. um, and she was healthy her blood pressure was normal we went in she did a local anesthesia uh and um I'm sorry she did a block and we had Lucy and like literally, the first things that we said to each other, you know, in the, in the section uh, in the operating room was, you know, when we heard those cries, was God is so good, mm. because here we are worrying. Doctors can fix this. Doctors can do this. I can do this. We can fix this. No, we yeah. can't. Yeah, but we also have to put our put our faith in the right place. Mm. Um, I'm trying not to get emotional here. <laughs>
0: I've noticed that. I've noticed that. I started to tell the listeners. Yeah. I
2: said, you you guys can't see. Chris, but they're, they're, his eyes are getting wet. <laughs> you're supposed to be interacting here. You're not. Um, so yeah one of the uh, one of the most wonderful gifts though, outside of everything I've just said that was given to us was it snowed that day, and we were in a hospital. We're in in a uh, in a hospital in downtown Birmingham, and it snowed so much that nobody could come, and nobody could leave the mm-hmm. hospital, and it was like that for three days. Wow. And so we had. With our fourth child, three days of just Wendy and I and Lucy, wow! And the same doctors and nurses also; I yes. couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but it was beautiful because it gave us three wonderful moments, three wonderful days to just focus on this wonderful gift from God. Yep, that's awesome—a gift from God. Yep, cool. All right, um,
0: that's neat. I thought you guys would really enjoy hearing Chris's story and and how God did a. A miracle in in Wendy, and uh, mm-hmm. by providing Lucy healthy, and so that that's awesome. One of the things, like I mentioned earlier, um, I want to um, equip you guys maybe to have some different length testimonies. And sometimes it's um, it's easy to go long. In fact, Chris worked hard. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> sharing that, and um, when he shared at men's breakfast, it was it was a good bit longer than that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was about thirty so, minutes. <laughs> so. Um, you know, we often have opportunities to share that we don't have that much time. One of my first experiences was uh many years ago and I got tickled because um, I was on staff at another church and we were out visiting um from the church at that point. And um I'll go ahead and say the names. I was I was visiting with a guy named Butch Reek, and we were um he was the church member I was visiting with and we went to a, a guy's house and actually caught him outside and asked him if he had a minute for us to visit with him, and he said, no, I'm actually pretty busy right now. And I said, uh, okay, that's cool. Let me just, one quick story, and, and like I gave him like a 15-second testimony, and I, I do that quite often, and just give a real quick testimony and say, hey, but it was so nice, but I just wanted to tell you, you know, what's most important in my life, and uh, uh, we'll try to catch you some other time. You know, and I try to honor their time, and just real quick story, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had done that, and the guy called me back and said, no, wait, no, you said, uh, tell me about that, a little bit more about that. <laughs> and so we stood there probably 30 or 45 minutes, and we're walking away, and uh, you know we're out of earshot of the man, and uh, Butch tells me, you know, that that's the longest 15 seconds I've ever lived in my <laughs> life. It was, it was a long time. So anyway, but um, hey, I, I figure it's okay once they start asking questions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, must not be pestering them too badly. But anyway, but, um, you know, it's just good to have some, um, some different type stories in our toolbox. And so today I want us to work on, um, you know, getting one down to maybe even 15 to 30 seconds. But um, just to call out some things from your testimony, first of all, Chris, we're talking about sharing your testimony with somebody else, and you're talking about the effect that Barry had on your life and Wendy mm-hmm. had on your life, mm-hmm. and guys, that's what it's what it's all about. Um, we can be that to somebody else, but uh, we've got to to have some boldness, and uh, I think something that helps us be bold is to have our story prepared and thought through so that we can can share that. Okay, I'm going to give you the outline for the 15-second testimony, and... Then I'm going to share some symbols, but there are five parts of it. It's your life before Christ in which you start out by saying, there was a time in my life, and Chris, you might need to get prepared because I'm about to ask you to do that. I'm going to teach you (laughs) to do a 15-second testimony. So it starts out, there was a time in my life, and then you name two things about your life before Christ, and then part three is you share how you came to Christ. Part four is your life now or my life now, and part five is, do you have a story like that? And you're just asking the people for their story. Okay, I'm going to give you some symbols if this will help. Um, <laughs> um, I've got five symbols. I've got a symbol for each part. The first part of that is just a clock, just a little circle with two lines representing a clock, and that that's for time. There was a time in my life. And then the next symbol, I've got two underscores, kind of like just an equal sign. And we're going to put something in each of those blanks. Consider that two blanks. Then I've got a plus sign that represents the cross. That's how I came to cross. I came to Christ. I can't talk to (laughs) that. And then another equal sign or two blanks. We're going to talk about two words that describe our life after Christ. And then I've got a question mark. The question mark is, do you have a story like that? And so, okay, you've got the outline. So I'm going to share my quick story with you now. And, uh, we actually have a timer going, but Chris, don't look at that. Don't hold me to 15 seconds, but we'll see. Actually, for fun, you <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. You tell me to go, and I'll see how long it takes. Go. There was a time in my life that I was very anxious, and I didn't, didn't have any purpose in my life. Um, but somebody came along and told me what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. And so I asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And he gave me a deep sense of peace, and he gave me purpose In my life. Do you have a story like that? Okay, how many seconds? That
2: was 20 seconds, but I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Okay, (laughs) you'll let it slide this time. 21. But but. obviously,
0: (laughs) 20 seconds is uh, there are times you have 20 seconds to share that you may not have 20 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes. And, um, you know, I jokingly sometimes call this an elevator testimony, you know, Mm -hmm. in between floors. If you're riding the elevator here at church, you definitely have 20 seconds to share because it's a slow one. But um, let's work on that, Chris. Okay, okay, repeat after me. There was a time in my life. There was a time in my life. You see how quickly Chris got down the first part of that? (laughs) Awesome job. Okay. Let's move on to the second part. It's like it's scripted. (laughs) Yes, almost. So, all right. What are two words or two phrases that would describe your life? you know, before Christ. And if you notice from mine, I talked about anxiety I had and
2: and talking about having no purpose. In yeah, life. I would say self-absorbed and self-dependent. All right, there's a lot of self in those two words. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: okay, mm-hmm. cool. You know, I think um, one important thing here, um, often in our lives there might be five or six things we can write down, and we want to think of some things that would resonate with a lot of people. And so Chris has chosen to—that um, that many people can relate to. I think all of us sense the amount that we're self-absorbed with ourselves. And then we as humans tend to be self-dependent. So those, mm-hmm. are, those are two good things. And so um, now this next part, the middle part, is a little bit more flexible. Uh, Chris, if you could say in one sentence how you came to Christ, and let me just remind you guys that are listening— don't talk about walking down the aisle of a church. Don't talk about who was preaching. Remember, this is your elevator testimony. you got to be quick and to the point. And so just one sentence, maybe two, um, and you don't have to tell your age or who was there, all of that. So, Chris, It was a sunny day yeah. on Wednesday. <laughs> all right, Chris, just give it to me in one sentence or two.
2: Uh, I fell to, fell to my knees realizing I couldn't do it on my own. Okay, that's
0: good. That's one Short one sentence. Okay. It almost doesn't... You might need a second sentence uh, because this is how we came to Christ. And you mm-hmm. said you realized you couldn't do it on your own. Do
2: what? I got you. Let's add, I got you. Let's okay. add
0: one sentence to yeah. that. Yeah.
2: So I realized that there was no way that I could earn my own salvation. Okay, cool. That that makes for a good
0: second sentence. Okay. And now we're moving to the fourth part, which is the, the next two blanks or equal sign. Mm-hmm. Chris, what are two words or phrases that would
2: describe your life after Christ, the difference he made? Sure. I'm wordsy, so I'm going to say phrases here. Okay. Um, I would say that I have a, a, a deep caring for others uh, or a heart of service. Um, and then secondarily, I have a complete dependence on Christ. Okay, cool. Um, one of the things that I did, and I,
0: I noticed Chris has done also, it's helpful if you'll if the first two words you pick – have a counter in the second two words you pick. In other words, Mm -hmm. your life before Christ and then your life after Christ. For instance, my word, first word was anxious, and I later shared that Christ gave me a peace. And then, this is uh, pretty obvious, I went from having no purpose in life to talking about the purpose that Christ gave me. So Chris goes from being self-absorbed to caring for others. You did that naturally. And being self-dependent to complete dependence on Christ. And so there you go. So you see what I did there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you credit for going first. And then, okay, Chris, repeat after me. All right. Do you have a story like that? Do you have a story like that? Okay. And I want to talk about listening because so often, particularly when we're young in sharing our faith in Christ— we're so anxious to tell the story that we don't listen. And I want you to know that listening to other people, that's a way of loving them. Mm-hmm. And take take your time listening and ask follow-up questions. You know, if they tell about something in their life, well, um, you know, well, what do you think led you to feel that way? Or, you know, um, who were the spiritual influences in your life? And take time to listen and hopefully you know this is a longer conversation and and you can just really work with them and hear them out, but it doesn't have to be twenty seconds if it could be twenty minutes or two hours, or it might realistically be over the course of a long time mm-hmm. that we're listening to people and
2: um, and just finding out their story okay chris I was I just wanted to add something too um to this whole uh the purpose of this um If you go back to my testimony and you look at those two people that I mentioned that you mentioned also, um, Barry and Wendy, you know, one could think that those people were impactful in my life because of the position they were in in my life. But if you go back and listen to my story, you quickly realize that Barry wasn't trying to make me a better employee. Hmm. That's right. Wendy wasn't trying to make me a better husband. They solely cared for my well-being and my relationship with Christ. And that's pivotal right. in people when you can figure that out. When someone is discipling you and you figure that out, that's what's important. Yes, And that's why it's so important for us to be willing to share our stories and our testimonies, our testimony, uh, because of the care that goes in to just the heart of them realizing that we're doing this for you. Like, this is, this is all about you finding Jesus. Mm. And it can just be, it can make a huge impression on that person right. for the rest of their
0: life. Right. That's good. We've got to care about people. Okay, Chris, I'm going to put you to the test and see if you can string all of that together. Oh, gosh. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like,
0: there was a time in my life, and then yeah, share your two yeah. words, then how you came to Christ, the two words or phrases after, and then you ask me, you know, hey, do you have a story like that? So let's do it. Give it let's a shot. Do it.
2: There was a time in my life when I was self-absorbed and self-dependent, and then one day I realized, falling to my knees, I could not earn my own salvation. Now I find myself caring for others, uh, having a heart of service, but more importantly, being completely dependent on Christ. Do you have a story like that? Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> um, you know, I should have looked at the clock. I forgot Aww, to do that. Man. I would guarantee you, you hit the 15-second mark. You think so? you know, I think you were there, so that's good. Um, well, my challenge for you today is to um, write out your story, and again, here's the outline. There was a time in my life when, and then you fill in those two blanks, And then you have the cross or the plus sign, if you're kind of remembering this in your mind. If you're driving, don't write this down, but uh, (laughs) hopefully I'm giving you a tool to remember it. So the cross and then the equal sign, which are two blanks for your life after accepting Christ or coming to Christ, becoming a Christ follower. And then the question mark to just ask the person, do you have a story like that? And hopefully, you know, that'll give you the opportunity to really listen. And Chris, just a second ago, I... I thought I would close with one funny story. Um, you know, my my wife works with E3 Partners, and she leads mission trips to South America, and there have been many times that I've been with her. And on some of those trips, early on in particular, uh, there are times we would go from house to house. And there was one day I wound up sharing the gospel with an Evangicube on the street, and I would start out with my testimony and then share this little Evangel Cube device that mm-hmm. shows pictures. And I was getting close at the end of the day. And I realized I'd not only told my story probably sixty times that day, but I had heard it. And I told my partner, "I'm getting really tired of hearing that testimony, my testimony. I think I'm going to change it." <laughs> so, oh no, anyway, <laughs> I didn't really change it. It was just I was just reflecting how. Uh, oh man, Get if I have know. to hear myself tell this one more time, but you know, <laughs> hey, it never gets old of you know looking back at uh, what Christ did for us and realizing. Um, you know, he gave his life Absolutely. to save us. And so that's so meaningful. And so my challenge is uh, write out your story. And so I hope you'll do that and, and uh, sharpen that tool of sharing the gospel with others. Amen.
1: Well, that's all for this episode of The Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of great groups. Make disciples.